17, I wanted everything that was in store. At 23, I bought it all just to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Fuck a delay. Yeah. They gotta pay. Yeah. Like it's back in the day. Hey. Racks in the what? Racks in the safe. safe. Look at my face. Up there with the grace. Steps that I take. You can't retrace. Your metro on base. Boys and girls, welcome to a brand new edition of the Gritty Sports Podcast. I'm Josh Wagner. Here alongside me, as always, Ryan Rutherford and John Harrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not on TV. I don't know why you guys are making hand <laughs> gestures. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I they're very excited. This is the first one in, like, I guess, like two and a half weeks. Um, no Tyler again today, so if you're a Boston I don't fan, think Tyler counts anymore. I, I yeah. said he's already out of it. Oh, okay. The boys are back in town. I'm kicking Tyler out of the Twitter bio. We're gonna, li- <laughs> we're gonna lose our Boston following. So unfortunate. But I'm gonna get it back with my intro segment here today, because I was looking into it just because, you know, I really hate Tom Brady, and I hate his guts, but as a marketing man... He is doing very well for himself. You guys know he put out a cookbook not too long ago, a $200 cookbook. It is still sold out on, like, Barnes & Nobles and Borders and Man, Amazon. you got me chopped. I'm not buying a $200 cookbook. <laughs> it's still sold out. And now he's coming out with a 320-page book. It's basically a, you know, biography. And what is it called? Uh, I guess it doesn't quite have... Oh, okay. It's called The TB12 Method, How to Achieve a Lifetime of Sustained Peak Performance. Mm. What is it again? It's just a book Uh, from Tom Brady, basically, just saying, like, how to stay at your peak the entire time, the TB12 Method. And, like, just excerpts from the book that I was reading earlier today. Um, The parts that don't interest me are, like, the workouts and, like, his diet... (laughs) <laughs> but, like, apparently he's never eaten a strawberry or a tomato Why? in, like, the last 20 years because they're, like, inflammatory foods. Mm. Yeah. So, like, slows down. So, I mean, so I, bet he eats a lot of I like sun- tomatoes. I bet he eats a lot of sunflower seeds. Probably eats a lot of sunflower seeds. But, like, I was reading through that whole excerpt, and I was just like, you know, the only thing I want to know from the Tom Brady book is dating tips. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm interested in because how does a, an average-looking dude from Michigan from the sixth round end up landing like a Miss Universe type model. And being super unathletic because he's And like he doesn't have much of a personality either. Like at least from what he is in the media. Yeah. So I just I wanna know his dating tips. What is he doing? You know, what are his moves? You know? That that's what I'm interested in. How proper is the stroke game? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How smooth is it? Exactly. We need to know that stuff. Yeah. So I mean I just I figured that would be something I would want to know. If it is in there, maybe I'll maybe I'll rent the book from the library at the Clarion. But other than that, I don't I don't really care about his peak performance because I think he's an asshole. Same. But anyways, check that out if you're a Pats fan or if you want to read Tom Brady's book. Comes out in September. Uh, it's already a bestseller. I don't know how that happened. Do you think it'll turn Tyler's life around? No. He, he might actually read it though. Tyler doesn't know how to read. It's true. Fuck Tyler. But you know what? If anyone could get Tyler. Turned around, it would be Tom Brady. It's true. Like if Tom Brady went up to Tyler or Adam and told them never to eat a tomato again, they wouldn't ever eat they a wouldn't. tomato again. Maybe st- I cannot say like, just like I, if if Bryce Harper came to me and was like, "Don't you dare eat tomato." I'm like, yes, Bryce. Never but like again. you've only known I don't Bryce even like Harper tomatoes. For, like, oh, do five, I. <laughs> ten years. They've been like watching Tom Brady since they can remember life. But Bryce Harper's better than Tom Brady. 
Yeah. He's a better looking man. I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna defend Tom Brady in any way, <laughs> shape, or form in this podcast. I'm not gonna say anything. All I'm saying is like that is basically their god. Yes, very true. Because they're both not religious people. <laughs> so Tom Brady is their god. There's Peyton Manning on TV. I actually better like quarterback Brady, than Tom Brady. I, I actually like Peyton Manning way more than Tom Brady. Doesn't everyone? I think if Peyton Manning played for the Patriots, he would have had more than five Super Bowls. But that's just the same. He, I think he had better talent, but that's a discussion for another day. But anyways, check that book out. Or Moving don't. on now. Or today. don't. Yeah, or don't. <laughs> I, I don't really care. Yeah, actually, just don't. Do whatever you want. Yeah, Every day don't. we lit. Um, that's our official theme song of the podcast this week. <laughs> Every day we are lit. It's it's <laughs> no, true. It's I have like we did a different song. We didn't do every day we lit. No, we I thought did, we did. Uh, no complaints. Oh, I'm, I was too busy in my notes. <laughs> I've been lit basically every day since I went to the beach. So that's that been makes my two life. of us. Yeah, Josh's brain's putting adjusting right now. back to regular life. The last two days has been very, very difficult. I don't. I don't think you'll ever be able nor- to be normal again. <laughs> Gonna, this is the new. Have one. I ever been normal? No, that's a discussion for another day. Put it on the on the gritty finish. But anyways, we got a good show uh, for you guys today. A good podcast. We pretty have the, good, like prettygoodsports.com. dot com. Our uh, our daddy website. Our dads. Wait, what? Did I miss something? Hmm. Our Man, dad website. We're not calling you daddy. Oh, that's <laughs> after this, right? Yes. <laughs> we're gonna break in this new couch yeah. that Ryan has. <laughs> Spoiler alert: It will end quickly and unsurprisingly. <laughs> With tears. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of I'm sorry's. Okay, so we have worst to first today, uh, which is basically just because I stumbled across a stat, uh, thanks to a live sports bureau. But since 2002, when they made the current divisions that they now have in the NFL, there's been at least one team per season that went from worst the previous season to first in that division the next year. So we're going to start with that. Uh, following that, we got the second half predictions. It's basically going to be a buy or sell segment. We'll ramble on a little bit about some baseball, all-star game, home run derby. We got some super mediocre fantasy advice for the wide receivers. Uh, the fan favorite, overrated, underrated. We have summertime traditions and sports rivalries today. And then, of course, the patent pending gritty finish. Way to get on that. It's still pending. Our My aunt's a patent lawyer. She only has, like... I don't know if she has what what's note a notary. I don't know if she has a a notary. I don't think it's America. the same thing. I feel like it's basically the same thing. Notarized. We need to have it notarized. No, it needs to be pending. John, don't hide your thighs. Notarize. They're out. They are out. All right, so we're gonna go to fir- uh, worst of first here first. It's a lot of wordplay there. <laughs> Jumbled up. My brain's a bowl of soup. <laughs> um, so we all picked a different team. Uh, obviously, with football season coming up, we uh, want to get in on the news because basically training camp is going to start at the end of July for a lot of the teams. Some teams start in early August. But I went with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, partially just out of there's going to have to be a good team in this division, and the Colts haven't shown me any consistency the Texans' defense is good, but your guess is as good as mine. Who's going to play quarterback? Um, well, if their Watson's offense gonna is going to be, up, yeah, Deshaun Watson will be their starter. I think. But will he be good? Yeah, I think he's going to show. Oh, up. You know, it's just a lot of uncertainties. I mean, the Jaguars have a lot of uncertainties too. But I like what they did in the off season. They have a brand new coach. 
Uh, brand new system. They brought Tom Coughlin in as the VP of football operations. I think he brings a lot of good experience. He was actually with the Jaguars before he went to New York, so he brings some familiarity uh, to the organization. Uh, the owner, I can't pronounce his name, but uh, foreign guy. Yeah, foreign guy. He also owns Manchester United, um, but he has a lot of trust in Tom Coughlin, and he let Gus Bradley have four terrible years. So I. Expect to let the new head coach have a, a good amount of time as well. I love that owner, whatever his name is. He is, like, almost, like, he's really forgiving and stuff, like, letting Gus Bradley have a lot of time. But he's also, like, very confused. Like, he, he can, I remember, like, if you go under 500 for four years, you should fire someone. Yeah, because, <laughs> and, like, also, uh, I thought that was really funny. When they lost, like, the first, like, six games this past year or something, he just, like, showed up at the training facility and was, like, why are you losing? Like, he went and just spoke in front of the whole team and just asked them His why are you so... His name is Shahid Khan. Yeah, that's it. Yep. He's got a really nice mustache. Oh, yeah. Very handsome guy. But, like, he's doing literally everything right except winning games. Yeah. Because, like, he has... They have, like, the lit club sections with, like, pools and hot tubs yeah. and the roofs. Uh, Their stadium is Jacksonville's so cool. a super nice place to be. They just can't win any football games. He's actually worth $8.7 billion as well. Wow. Billion? Yep. yep. He is a native of Pakistan. Um, but other than that, uh, I think this, the Jaguars needed a fresh start, and they have a lot of new faces in the front office. They also have a ton of young talent. If you guys remember Dante Fowler, he was the number three overall pick two years ago. He tore his ACL. Uh, he spent a lot of time rehabbing that. He should be back and better than ever. That's the one that ran the 40 with the Rolex on? I'm not sure. I think it is. But I think he was a double-digit guy two years for the University of Florida. I think he'll be a good fit. Uh, Jalen Ramsey last year, the I think he was the number five pick, the uh, safety from Florida State. He played corner for him, though, didn't he? He played both. But he played a lot yeah, of Yeah, he, he was the one wearing the watch. Well. The Rolex, yeah. Yeah, nice. That's hype. He had two picks last year on a defense that didn't really get him a whole lot of help. And, you know, from... Just experience, Tom Coughlin seems to have a really good influence on the defenses. Obviously, at the end of his tenure with the Giants, it wasn't as great. But a lot of those giant defenses, the two that beat the Patriots, were obviously very, very good to you know, get a win from Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So look at Jalen Ramsey to improve. Uh, with this year's draft class, they have three steals, in my opinion. Uh, they have Leonard Fournette, which obviously was the best running back in this draft class. He's a workhorse. Um, they're just going to pretty much run him into the ground, kind of like with uh, what the Cowboys did to Zeke Elliott last year. And uh, there's a history also of uh, teams under Tom Coughlin uh, having their running backs get put into the ground. Cough, cough, Brandon Jacobs and Tiki Barber. Poor Brandon Jacobs, I liked him. He's so big. Yeah. He was a huge, huge man. Hefty. Uh, they also got Cam Robinson from the University of Alabama to play tackle. He was supposed to be a first-round pick, ended up slipping to the second. And then one of their biggest steals of the draft, D.D. Westbrook, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma, a Heisman finalist going in the fourth round. He had 80 catches last year for 1,524 yards and 17 touchdowns with an average catch um, yardage of 19.1. That's many numbers. He's a beast. Yeah, a lot of stats coming out of your head top. And then to add to all of that, they have Alan Hearns and Alan Robinson, who are both very good receivers and the I think firm. underrated. Alan and Alan. Yes. <laughs> Alan and Alan. And really the biggest thing that hinges on the Jags winning this division is Blake Bortles. If he can play good football, 
this team can win nine games, and last year and the year before that and the year before that, it took nine wins to win that division. So Yeah, Blake Bortles sucks. He's he's definitely not good right now, but he's still young. You never know what I happens have, with a new coach, new system. I have zero faith in him. I still I think he's all right. All right, that's my worst. The first look for the Jags. All right, mine is the Carolina Panthers. It's kind of honestly surprising to me. It's probably the easiest pick of all the worst first teams, but. What? Chicago Bears. That's not right. easy. <laughs> That's not easy. But the Panthers, like, obviously everybody knows they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, they still have Cam Newton, and he's still great. And uh, But, of course, last season they had a, uh, lost Luke Keekley for six games, and um, he had a concussion, so you might not even argue he was the same. And Cam Newton got raped then, in the backfield every year. Yeah, game. he did. Yeah. Um, he's been hit the most of any quarterback the last three years also. Yeah, so hopefully their offensive line will figure that out. But then, of course, also last year, the defense was uh, struggling with losing Josh Norman to the Skins, and he is not normal. So that was a huge – those are huge shoes to fill. And so they had to start two rookie corners last year, James Bradbury and Daryl Worley. So um, they'll have some more experience now uh, with a year. And, of course, they face a lot of great wide receivers like Julio Jones and Brandon Cooks and uh, Mike Evans and all those guys in the NFC South. So they have a lot more experience now, and then uh, and all the offenses got better in the NFC South. Yeah, they crazy. did. They have Adrian Peterson there now. Deshaun yeah. Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. They did lose Brandon Cooks though. Yeah, yeah, he's in New England. But. And um, and then so also adding to their cornerback strength, they brought in Captain Munnerlin, who uh, he's been a pretty solid veteran player for a while uh, in the league. Was with the Bears for a little while, and then also uh, brought Julius Peppers back. He was in the Panthers a long time ago, Damn, and he like he's 50? he's 37 years old, but he still is a pretty good pass rusher. Like he obviously can't play every down, but throw him in on third downs, he still has great moves that fool any tackle. Um, and then of course uh, their D tackles, Kawan Short and Star Lutelli up for Star Lutulelli. What is it? Oh yeah, it's Lutulelli or Lutulelli, one of the two. I think it's Lutulelli. But he's a beast. Both of those guys are really good. Two of the best uh, defensive tackles. And then with, like, Luke Keekley behind them at full speed, uh, that's just, like, a really solid core to their defense. And then they also brought in Mike Adams, a free agent at safety. And so Kirk Coleman last year had to move over to strong safety. Um, and now he will get back to his uh, free safety spot, which he's more natural at. So I think their defense will really come together. And then I don't – view the offense as that big of a problem with Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin will be back if he's not really fat and crappy now. And, they have Christian <laughs> and then of course they brought they brought in McCaffrey, so I think the offense will still be really good. They won't be um, getting D'Angelo Williams though. No. <laughs> they will not. Um but yeah, so I look for the Panthers to have a big rebound year and they could make some noise in the playoffs too. Yeah. And I said I was gonna add to all that is Cam Newton had like the third lowest completion rate last year and he has like the fifth lowest the last two years, that's probably not going to continue. No. No. My turn? Yep. Well, my pick is the Chicago Bears, <laughs> and they actually are still going to finish last. They really suck. Oh, that's not convincing at all, then. Well, there's nothing to convince besides the fact that they have the best quarterback to come out of college in the last 20 years. <laughs> And Mitchell Trubisky, he is just 
a damn stud. With one year of experience. One year of experience, like 11 games started. Uh, no weapons to throw to. They're in trouble. <laughs> he did defeat the defending national champion, James Madison University. Oh, they dogged you. So, took they actually shit. did not dog us, but... Yes, he did. We're winning 21-14 <laughs> at, like, halftime. No, no, or, the first quarter. the first quarter. And so. then he put up, like, 50 straight. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. National champs. Yeah. Um, national champs. The, the, the better win would be at Florida State on the road in prime time. If we're going to... I don't know. Pitt beat the actual national champs. Yeah, we beat y'all. We beat Clemson. And he beat y'all in the game winning touchdown, right? Did you beat Clemson? Did you beat Clemson. Penn State? We didn't play either of them. We are. Anywho, that yeah, Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky, the Bears suck. There's no hope. Oh, no. we didn't give John very many good options for that. The one. Bears we took the two good ones. I didn't need options. I was going that way anyway. <laughs> the Bears do have hope though because they have these two James. Yeah, they have uh, Daniel Brown, tight end from JMU, caught a touchdown last year. Who's gonna give him the ball? Huh? Who's going to give him the ball? Your boy. Okay, that's the only reason why he's going to be good. <laughs> boy. And then, no, I'm pretty sure he caught a touchdown from one of their really trash quarterbacks last year. And then, also from JMU, Mitchell Kirsch is now with the Bears. So, hopefully we'll see him, like, somebody get injured and him come into the game because I'm pretty sure he's not going to be the starter. But they don't, they don't have Alshon Jeffrey anymore, though. No. It's but time they, to see if Kevin White's actually good oh, or not. he's not. I don't think nice. he is good. He was one of those guys that had a great last year and then went into the draft. You can't trust people with only one year of experience, mm-hmm. people. Just saying. All right, well, that's our worst to first segment, obviously. We could be completely wrong, but every year it's happened, so it's going to happen for someone. Another possible team, you could also look into the Philadelphia Eagles. They made a bunch of offseason acquisitions and... You never really know at the NFC East what's going on anymore. So yeah, you had a team go from four and twelve to twelve and four in one season. So uh, what are you gonna that. do? <laughs> All right. So next up, now we're gonna talk some second half predictions for the MLB. Uh, I have like eight different dashes here. We can add more if you guys want to get more predictions. But you can basically just buy or sell these talking points here. And the first one I'm gonna start with. A lot of these are kind of bold. But the first one is Aaron Judge won't win the AL MVP. So, he's winning. It's not even a question. He's already won it. I think Altuve could definitely give him a run for his money. Altuve finished third last year, and he should have won. Yeah, I think he has a chance, but um, I think it's pretty much a two-man. What, Altuve or (laughs) Judge? Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah, no, I think he's pretty firmly going to win it. Like, 30 home runs at the halfway point, like, what's he going to stop with? If he doesn't... If he doesn't fall off, like, if he goes over 50 home runs, how is he not going to win? Yeah. You know? Because after watching that derby, he's hitting he's hitting routine pop-ups opposite field, and they just care. Yeah. Like, the man's got some power that the MLB hasn't seen in a long time. Next one we got is the all-rise pun gets old before October. I'm already over it. I thought, the first time I heard it, I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. I, <laughs> this is so dumb. I'm already over it. All right, same here. Uh, next one we got the Brewers end up finishing under five hundred. Yeah, Andre Jordan. Um, I that that's tough because they're not gonna make the playoffs. I don't think. I think they're still gonna. They're shoot sitting the right now. I'm looking for the Brewers. They're at fifty and forty-one. Yeah, so they they would have no. a lot of games to lose. Yeah, they're not, they're gonna finish. They are the Brewers. They might finish over five hundred, but still not make the playoffs. I just remember, I'm going to pull up their standings. They have a really, really bad run differential. 
Like, it's not impressive, even in the slice. Yeah, they're only plus 45, and, like, similar teams to their position right now, like the, uh, looking forward here, the New York Yankees are plus 100. So, they're playing a lot of one-run games, and there's a lot of variance in those. Well, the the Orioles last year, that's how they made their way. They choked. Well, they yeah. Did. That's what I'm saying, so. The O's choked. But the Brewers also have the Cubs and Cardinals chasing them as yeah. well. And the Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> the Cubs are going to end up making a play. I mean, the Pirates are only yeah. six games back right now. That division's actually not that bad. Tough, yeah. I mean, if the Pirates, like, two years ago, it was super hard. Like, we had the top three teams in the NL, and two of them were playing in a wild card game. Yeah, so. now y'all just suck. But, yeah. Well, yeah, we're a farm league for the rest of the league. It is what it is. <laughs> um, next one we got, the Yankees win the AL East. The Red Sox miss the playoffs. Uh, I think the Red Sox going to win the AL East. And I think the Yankees are going to get a wild card. Yeah. I think I agree with what John said, but I would love to see the Red Sox just have a huge collapse. I think I said this, like, last podcast or two podcasts ago. I think we say just, it every year. I, yeah, we're just rooting for like a huge, devastating Red Sox. Smith like, I really Carolina. just, I don't care for the Red Sox at all just because of our friends. I would like to see our friends cry. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've not, like I don't really hate some of the teams that, like, I say I dislike. I just like to see my friends miserable and not happier Same. than me. Um, also, I will say I still, even though I hate Tyler and Adam, that I root for the Red Sox when they play the Yankees. I don't, I, I don't care. I hate the Yankees. I think I'm gonna start rooting for the Yankees if they get now that they're actually okay. If they I get enjoy Bryce, watching Aaron Judge play. Bryce isn't going. If they get Bryce, then I'm probably gonna have to start rooting for the Yankees a little bit. All right, next one we got the Houston Astros win a hundred games. They won what sixty already? Yep, they're at sixty-one right now. They're probably gonna win. Or no, they're at sixty. It's it's pretty hard to win a hundred games. They're on a tear. Though. I know they are. I think they'll get to like the. High, I think they're gonna have to fall off a little bit. Uh, Six seventy four win percentage. If they finish the season at that high win percentage, like and win over, that would put them at like one twenty almost. Their run differential is one sixty two. That's nuts. Was that first? I think so. <laughs> I think they'll win ninety eight games. No, they're actually second. The Dodgers are first at 163. Wow. I mean, the Dodgers really are really The Dodgers scare me as a Nats fan. <laughs> Nightmares. All right, next one we got. Uh, Mike Trout comes back, leads the Angels to the playoffs. Do they have a chance to make the playoffs now? Right now, they're two they games under card. 500. They would have to get a wild card. Let me look at the wild card. They're standing. 16 games back from the Astros. 16 oh, and a half. Right, they are... They're only three games back of a wild card spot, and they're also three. And they haven't had Mike Trout for like the last two, like month and a half. You know, they maybe. might, they might actually, he might cause them to make them to the promise. He could get them, maybe get them blessed. They are three and seven in their last ten games. They're not doing well. No, they needed the break. Yep. All right. Next up, we have the Indians will win the AL pennant again and move on to the World Series. No. Strongly disagree. Mm. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't think they'll make it to the World Series. But they're managed, like, Frank Cohn was uh, the all-star manager and stuff. Like, he's such a Very, good coach. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he didn't even get to do it. What was wrong? He had to, like, a he surgery or something. To or something. He was just sitting there, basically. No, he wasn't there at all. Yeah, he wasn't there at all. I thought he was there. Uh-uh. No. I thought I saw him. No. Yeah, he wasn't there. He had, like, a, he said he had, like, a health thing. But Maybe I'm sure his clone was, was there. <laughs> he was cloned. 
maybe. But I just say the Indians go again just because usually the team with the best record in baseball doesn't end up going to the World Series for some reason. Yeah. It's true. I just think that the Yankees have enough firepower to blast their way all the way there. All right, uh, next one I got is the Dodgers finally break through and make it to a World Series. Yeah, I think they're going to do it. It's going to be. I don't want them to either because it's going to be Nationals. It's going to be Nationals Dodgers uh, NL. First round. round exit for us, probably. You think we'll play in the first round? I mean, we, we always do. I know, but I mean, like, I feel like... If we don't we'll, see them, we'll see the Cubs. So that yeah. doesn't make it any better. Sure. But, yeah, they're going to... They're going to get us. I know they are. They're, they're too good. I don't see any real flaws in their team. And then when Clayton Kershaw gets to the playoffs, he'll pitch every other day. Yeah, and true. it's not fair. He's a tank. When he came in as a reliever to pitch against us, I... I turned it off. I was like, this is unfair. I turned it off. This is... He's this should be illegal. Nature. It should have been uh, not against the rules. It is crazy. Yeah. I turned it off. I was like, I'm not watching. This is going to break my heart. He, it was like like two days after he made like an eight-inning start. All right. Follow-up to that is they will play the Arizona Diamondbacks really in the <laughs> NLCS. Oh, the Diamondbacks are pretty good, too. No. Well, what did you say? I'm still focusing on The Dodgers on that. are going to beat the <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks, who advance to the NLCS. Uh, I will not answer this question and instead say Diamondbacks have the worst jerseys in professional sports. They are very ugly. I where is hate Randy them. Johnson? Uh, th- those jerseys were fly. Where the hell yeah, is Randy Johnson? Yeah, the pinstripe with the light blue. Those, those were fly. Blue. I hate their current ones that say D-backs. Like that's so stupid. Oh my gosh, they make me mad. No, they're gonna they're gonna fall apart just because their fans are gonna get tired of how bad their jerseys are and stop winning games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last one I got, and you guys can add more if you'd like. But Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer eventually are co Cy Young winners, no. and they have to fight to the death for the title. <laughs> Has there, have there ever win? been a co Cy Young thing no before? Mm. I just put it in for fun. This is so, so my question is, what would you do if there was a co-champion and who would win in a fight to the death between Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer, he's yeah. that shit crazy. Yeah, he is insane. I don't know how crazy Clayton Kershaw is. Doesn't Clayton Kershaw have him on, like, reach and height? Yeah, but he's not Max that Scherzer's crazy. Max Scherzer is insane. I think, I think Clayton Kershaw gets rattled kind of quickly. No, have you ever watched Max Scherzer in a one He, like, start? cusses out him. the ball. He talks really? the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was one game recently, and he was just like, he had the ball, and he was just looking at it in his glove, and he was just like, you better fucking go and strike him. Yeah, yeah he was like, a bitch. Like, strike him out. Strike him out. Yeah, like, he was like, he was literally cussing out the ball. He is, he is batshit crazy yeah, to say Yeah, he has problems. All right, I got one more. <laughs> the San Francisco Giants currently at 34 and 56 make a miracle run, make the playoffs. Nope. They're toast, and I love every minute of it. It's it's their year, though, isn't it? I don't no, know what the hell is. happened to them. Oh, That's what Mark Melanson gets. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot he was out there. He blew the first save on opening he day. He took a huge payday, though, so who really cares? He Just took a, he, he, uh, yeah, opening day, he blew a save on ESPN. I mean, he was starting time. to kind of fall downhill analytically with the Pirates. He like, played very well for us, though. I mean, he played really well for us, but, like, towards the end, like, his yeah. stats were dipping a ton, like, a little bit. And for the Pirates, like, the second that happens, they're like, sell him as fast as you can, get him out. That's why I'm surprised we haven't got rid of Kutch, because he started Y'all tried. Really well. Y'all tried your asses off. Y'all just wanted too much for him. Mm-hmm. I know, because he's a former MVP, and right now, like, we would get a lot for him. He's I playing think. really good, too, yeah. again. He's batting up to close to 280 right now. I think y'all need to get rid of Sterling Marte. That's your problem. He's, he brings down... Uh, 
He tweeted he tweeted out a picture of like All Star Break mood, and it was just the emoji with the zipper on his mouth. And I was like, damn, Kutch is cold. We're getting Marte back too, so I don't know. I'll be watching the game, so I hope they at least make it interesting. They still suck, but like, hopefully they'll make it worth my like fifty dollars. I saved thirty bucks on the package for being a student, by the way. If you're a college student and you're out of market, all you got to do is like go on the MLB TV website. And then, like, put in your student ID number and where you go to college. 30 bucks off it. What nice. a guy. Yeah. So how much does Not it Not that you guys now? have that problem. It's no. 50 It was 80 The second half package. I think altogether it's, like, 119 But I saved a lot of money, so thank you, MLB TV, because I didn't want to buy the package, but I know I'm going to have a lot of weeknights where I'm doing nothing at all. So I'm going to have to watch some baseball. Just enjoy some matches. But that's baseball. all I have on second half predictions, if you guys want to toss anything in. I don't have anything to say. Nationals lose in the first round, second round, or lose in the World Series. The first round. I'm first saying round. second round, probably. We make it out of the first round for the first time. I think they'll play the Dodgers and they'll lose to the Dodgers. Yeah. Also, do the Nets make a move before the trade deadline? If they have to. Yeah. Every team does in baseball. They it seems have like to. The only team that said they wouldn't is the Cubs, which we should talk about that right now. Theo Epstein basically said, like, our team has to play better, yeah. and that, like, we're not gonna like get, acquire any talent. Well, like, he's right. That's not, but like that's not your job as a GM to just be like play better. Like that's Joe Madden's job. Yeah. Your job is if your team sucks to trade the people that suck and get people that are good. Maybe he's still like drunk from I celebrating think, the World Series. I mean, honestly, like their team is really good, and like he has a point. But like as a GM, you can't just be like, no, we're not, we're not pursuing any players at all. Yeah. We have the team we like. It's just like, if you're not getting it done, you're not getting it done. Like, you don't see the Capitals or Penguins every year, like, just sitting on their hands at the trade deadline just because they have super good teams. Like, you can always improve. It's stupid. Is that Mike Greenberg? It is. Green. I thought he was on vacation. And the GOAT. He is. Chris Berman. Way back! Back, 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 (laughs) back! I was kind of glad he wasn't doing that. I wasn't. He made me love the. Home I run think they should be a damn head. They should just <laughs> do the him. home run derby without actual broadcasters and let the like the dugouts get mic'd up. <laughs> I think that'd be easier. That'd be cool. It's hard to call that event, honestly. I was thinking about that yesterday when I got home from bowling. Like, if I had to do that, I, I'd have trouble filling the gaps. They literally just go. Whoa! I really can't. Mark Teixeira, like, they would be talking to a player and they'd be like, oh my god! Jessica Mendoza can do whatever she wants. It's just like, are you surprised that Aaron Judge can hit a ball that's being, like, slowly pitched to him 500 feet? No, he was getting also. Jessica Mendoza was in love with John Carlos Stanton when he was in the the booth with them. Did you see him, Robert? Because she was like, hello. (laughs) And, like, yeah. She kept saying, like, I love watching your reactions, Giancarlo. Like, you're like a kid <laughs> watching Carlo. this. Yeah, and she, she just kept calling him Giancarlo the whole time, and she I saw this so funny. Either. I'd go right at <laughs> Smack at her. Right on the air. Yeah, what's up, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do this for second half predictions. <laughs> Please don't come back and check us later, because they're probably all wrong. All wrong. Next <laughs> up, we got mediocre fantasy-wide receiver advice. My Always my disclaimer for this segment is... If you only use this and this only for preparing for fantasy, you will lose. You don't deserve a team. You shouldn't put money down on yourself, and you're going to lose. That's yeah. weird. I've, I have all these podcasts saved, and I just listen to this over and over again. That's I've never once listened to our podcast. 
That's me. Is that weird? I have. Really? I've never done. I actually <laughs> haven't listened to any of our new ones. I listen to our old ones sometimes. No, I've never. Listened I literally to just said play one time for each of them, just so I get a view. I just so picked I like two of them to put on my like resume website. Oh yeah, and look at them. Also, uh, thank you all the viewers. We've gotten over a hundred on all of our podcasts in this through the second Every season. Day we lit. So every time the we come go up. over two hundred. We'll buy a bottle of Bird Dog and drink it during the show. And we'll take our clothes off. Yes. <laughs> and we'll send the videos. Uh, my pants are already off. <laughs> That's why I love radio audio business. You don't have to be dressed up or anything. True. But we'll do this. If we get over 200 views, we will do a podcast hammered. <laughs> drunk. I want to do a roundtable segment just blackout drunk with you guys. That's I think what that would be the, the best. Like I'm saying like I'll, I'll prepare it drunk. I'll do it drunk. <laughs> If we get over 200 viewers, say it right now, you can spread it on Twitter, we will do a podcast, either this weekend or the weekend following, we will do it drunk. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. I think that would be a lot of fun. There would be a lot of F words. So, like, just prepare yourself. Tyler would probably have to make a comeback for that one. Yeah, he would have to. He's going to be the one that, like, just continually hits the view button on Pretty Good Sports. Because I noticed that, like, if you go back, it counts you again. Lit. So, <laughs> so all hundred views on each of them have just been us. <laughs> oh, so I can I can literally hit it two hundred times, so I can make us get drunk. <laughs> yes, I guess so. You can do that. I mean, I don't want you to do that because I just want to have like two hundred people go to at least Rochelle's website. Yeah, you know, at, at the very least, we're pretty good sports dot com. We're doing a, it's it's kind of like how ESPN's doing a bun- bunch of events. That's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. If we get 500 listeners, oh, wow. I will take our best fan, which is like a tie between either Cups or who else is Eric. a really big fan? Eric or Will. Will, yeah. They're they're pretty close to big fans of the podcast. So I'll, we'll take them out for a golf outing if we get over 500. I like it. And if we get over 700, we will... Have an orgy <laughs> with all we will, the seven hundred. We will live videotape our next podcast. <laughs> but like for real, yeah. All right, we'll actually record our faces and like be on camera. I like that. But like actually, if we get over, because then we can really get naked. If we get over two hundred <laughs> lessons, we will do a podcast drunk. I think this will work. It'll be good for the brand. <laughs> Check it out. We'll be tweeting it because obviously it's late in the show. A lot of people just listen to like the first ten minutes. Yeah, y'all are already gone by now. <laughs> but I'm just saying it. We'll tweet it out later. We're moving on now to fantasy mediocre advice for wide receivers. Starting first with who's going to finish first in the category. This is usually one of the easier ones. But for wide receiver, I think it could go a lot of different ways. I'm unshockingly going to go with Antonio Brown. He's just shown the most consistency over the last four years. Uh, he gets a ton of targets. I think he'll have some volume taken away because Le'Veon Bell should not be suspended. He should be healthy. Martavis Bryant will be back, and we got Juju Smith-Schuster, who I'm just giddy about, <laughs> in all honesty. I think he's a tank, dude. I can't wait to watch him play. But I think that Antonio Brown will finish first overall in points for wide receivers. I picked Julio Jones because I knew you would pick A.B., and I like... uh. Julio's uh, ability to just go up and get jump balls that I don't feel like A.B. has. And uh, Le'Veon Bell will be playing all the games again, and he takes a lot of touches away from Antonio Brown because Steelers pretty much try to get the ball in one of their hands almost every play. So 
super pissed off I got to go last, dude, because that's who I was going to pick. You can go yeah. first for well, I think there are only two choices yeah. anyway. I'm going to go with... Uh, you can just pick Odell. That's what I was going to yeah. go, Odell. Um, even though I don't think that's really... I mean, but honestly, happen. those three are really close to each other. Like, yeah. as far as, like, overall perspective from the league. I just think that Odell isn't going to... He's still going to shine, but having Brandon Marshall there is a big red zone threat. Yeah, it's just going to be tough to... Sterling Shepard. But, like, they're going to pass so much because the running game is non-existent. It's true. Unless they sign D'Angelo Williams. We'll talk about that a little later. All right, breakthrough. I'll toss it to you first, John, since you went last. Uh, I'm going to go Terrell Pryor. He's got a stud-ass quarterback to throw him the ball. Humongous hands, big body. Been working with A.B., works with Randy Moss. He's just... Did you see he wears like four, three four X, X or four, four XL, XL gloves? gloves. Wow, that's like, like it's just a, he's my a big head. guy. I've always been a big fan of Terrell Pryor. I've liked yeah. him. He's a quarterback playing receiver. He knows what the quarterback wants to do. I just I don't know. I think he's got a lot of upside. Yeah. And I saw a thing too where he was talking about um, like he believes that he does a better job transitioning from quarterback to quarterback because he was a exactly, quarterback. Yeah. So like he can talk to the quarterbacks and. Just let them tell him their tendencies, yeah. and he'll be able to understand because he, he also was a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for my breakthrough, I'm going to keep it in the district. <laughs> Jamison Crowder, stud. He. A lot of people have been saying that uh, he reminds them of Antonio Clay Brown. Crowder, and like he's not Antonio Brown by any means. He's but a poor he man's is, Antonio he is a poor man's Antonio Brown. Brown I mean, I like him. But there's nothing wrong with that. A poor man's Antonio Brown can be a top ten wide receiver in the league. Like, he has very similar route running, very similar size. A.B. is faster and I think a little bit more elusive than Crowder, but Crowder also has great hands, and I think his his route running is what really separates him from any other receiver in the and league. he's also really young. Like, yeah. he didn't come in to Washington being the number one receiver or no. number two receiver like A.B. did. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, you know... I'm having a tough time. I, d- I forgot Lamar Jackson was a person for like a hot second. I was like <laughs> watching Louisville football and I was like, who the hell is that yeah, guy? Yeah, he's playing in college again next year. Yeah, too. I know. That's what's yeah. like probably confusing for me. I was just like, oh, that's yeah. right. He's yeah, really nice. Really like, good I haven't thought yeah. about Lamar Jackson like, since he's the He's probably going to win the Heisman. Again, like, I haven't seen anything about him. Happen, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. Fun fact for Terrell Pryor is from Jeanette, Pennsylvania. It's like ten minutes from Pittsburgh, and I, don't I, give I a thought, shit. I thought you only liked him because he's he went from to Ohio, Ohio State, State too. He's got both for me. He's a Pittsburgh yeah. guy from Ohio State, so and he used to play quarterback, and now he's nice at receiver. So True, we got to be a yours? fan of that. And he came in on the supplemental draft. No supplemental draft was today, the day we're filming this podcast, Wednesday, and not a single player was taken. Really? So I, I mean, I guess that's surprising. happened before. I, I know, but still, usually there's some decent athletes in there. True. True. Uh, all right, so moving. All right, I guess I got to get mine. Yeah. I, I picked two because um, one was more obvious than the other. But I really like Corey Coleman this year. Partially I almost picked him. Terrell Pryor is moving on to Washington. I think they're going to have more stability at this year than most years for a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, which is not saying a whole lot, obviously. But I think that Cody Kessler actually isn't that bad. And I know, like, I'm the chief guy for saying if you're not that bad, you are really bad. But Cody Kessler is not the worst quarterback in the league if he's a starting quarterback. I think he can get it done. I think consistency at the position will be good. And I think Corey Coleman will take a lot of advantage when he's not breaking his hand. The other one I have is Jarvis Landry. He's always had the talent to be a top five wide receiver. I think this is the year maybe he takes a step forward. What did he finish seventh last year? Are we talking about fantasy points or just like yardage? Just so I can look it up. He was because he led the he was tied for receptions, wasn't he? With 
I'm just going to look at Odell, fantasy since we're talking about fantasy, but uh, Ryan, if you want to do busts first. Uh, well, before we go into that, I was also like going to harp on Corey Coleman for a second. I had him on my fantasy team last year. Yeah, and well, for good reason. The first two games last year, he started off, and the first game he had two receptions for 69 yards. Nice. And he had, the next game he had five receptions for 104 yards and two touchdowns. So, uh, and then he, of course, was out for, uh, until week nine with a broken hand, I believe is what he had. Yep. Um, and then when he came back, he still, he was average when he came back. Um, didn't, he only found the end zone one time uh, after his return. But he was still targeted a lot. And that was with Terrell Pryor still being there. So I think uh, just with his targets, like, he had games where he was targeted 11 times, 12 times, 9 times, 7, 7. So he gets a lot of targets, and that was, is just going to increase with Terrell Pryor going, like he said. And if you know anything about fantasy football, like you can get confused with statistics, but never get confused with the targets category. Yeah. If you are seeing the ball in large volume, obviously you have more opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like just overall fantasy mindset yeah. You want to look at guys who are getting the touches. Yeah. Like, you can't get points if you're not getting touches. Yeah, exactly. Maybe this guy is a better player, like, head-to-head, but he's not on that team. Who has the higher ceiling. Exactly. Especially so, when you're talking about breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis Landry last year was 13th in total points for wider PPR wide receivers. Uh, he was behind Amari Cooper, Larry Fitzgerald, guys like that, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he had 94 catches, but only for 1,100 yards and four touchdowns really held him back. That's a low number of touchdowns for a number one wideout uh, for a team that and I'm pretty sure threw he had the like ball a good bit. Three in the first half of the year. He had like a really strong first yeah, half. Yeah, so he just didn't find the end zone. I don't expect that to continue, so I think Jarvis Landry is a good look. Uh, for busts, looking over now, um, I'm just going to start just basically on their average draft position or where you would think to draft them. Um, another two-parter. I have Brandon Cooks for the first leg. I'll let you guys go before my second one. But Brandon Cooks, uh, if you know anything about New England and receivers, it's an evil situation to be a part of. Uh, You never know when Gronk's going to be the matchup. You never know when Julian Edelman's going to be involved, Danny Amendola. Um, They have a new tight end now to replace Martellus Bennett as well. I forget his name, but uh, a decent tight end. I think he was from Indianapolis. I'm just forgetting the name right now, but um, they just have a different game plan every single week in New England, and you never really know who to trust, and Brennan Cooks is just one of those guys who's a home run type hitter, and the Patriots don't play that type of offense. They throw five-yard slants the whole way down the field, and then they ha- they hand the ball off to the fattest running back they can find. Yeah, they shot I, at LeGarrette Blount. I also had Brennan Cooks as one of mine. Um, he's used to being a committee wide receiver with Drew Brees because he Dwayne he, Allen, he never yeah Dwayne Allen he all uh Drew Brees would always share the ball so he's not gonna uh be frustrated I think with uh having to share his uh shots with all the other Patriots wide receivers yeah I'm just but saying like he's gonna get drafted in like the second or third round yeah probably. exactly that's why yeah I agree he's just gonna get drafted too high which will make him in turn a bus um and the reason I know he's gonna get drafted too high is because Tyler Smith's gonna take him too high yeah probably but <laughs> um every one of your Patriots fans facts facts yeah. and then <laughs> my other bus I was gonna go with is John Ross people get too caught up on 40 times. Yeah, they really Like, there's so much more to football. First off, 
You don't play football in like compression shorts and a skin tight shirt. Like you that's also not don't get to take off from a sprinter's position. You yeah, get chucked by a cornerback. But he is also he was really good. Though. I mean, he, he is good. He was good. He's playing in an he, offense that's just so stale. Last year, he but, caught eighty-one passes for one thousand one hundred fifty yards and had seventeen touchdowns, which is like, amazing. Yeah. But also. He, he was just he, he was running by people. He's only played wide receiver for three years. He was a cornerback until 2014, um, and like when he began college, he's 190 pounds, soaking wet. Like well, he's probably he's not even Deshaun Jackson. Well, and like another part, but of he's taller than Deshaun Jackson. Like if you're playing Pac-12 defenses, linebackers, you know, aren't going to catch him over isn't, the middle. Isn't Carroll in the Pac-12? Cal. Yeah, Cal is. Deshaun Jackson. I'm telling you, this dude is gonna he's gonna be a star. I don't know. I'm just saying in the NFL everyone's fast. Ryan Shazier can cover him. And no. No the hell he can't. Ryan Shazier really can, can cover every wide out in the league. He's done it. Mm, he's so no. fast. The fastest player to But like I mean, if you, you go are, over the middle, all he has to do is pick up the He's a not gonna go steps. over the middle. That's what I have AJ Green for. He is AJ a deep three doesn't go over the middle. No. But that's what I'm saying. John they have Ross the big, is gonna play in the slot. And he's gonna go up the field. So what happens when you run a four two? Yeah. I just don't think he's doing When he that exposes guy. y'all the first time y'all play. He exposes Andy Dalton, first of all, has to yeah, throw the ball That's their problem. But other than that, he's going to go off, I'm telling you. Whatever. My bust is... I didn't have this one prepared. Um, I can come back to you. I have another one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Demarius Thomas as my other bust. I've owned Demarius Thomas in past years. He has the second highest drop rate in the last three years. He has no hands at all. Um, he just hasn't been utilized as much, especially since Peyton Manning declined and they can't figure out between Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch. So I think that situation is bad. There's also Emmanuel Sanders in the mix, and they're always committed to running the football. In Denver, With no running back. I mean, they don't really have one, but they. I like that they're committed to it, but that just takes away touches, obviously. And like we're saying, touches are big. And Demaryius Thomas is going to be another one of those guys that's going to get taken in the third round or the fourth round. Yeah, I, I still don't have a bust. I am. Um, uh, there are no busts. They're all good. No. Cole Beasley. <laughs> Cole Beasley. Des Des Bryant. There you go, Des Bryant. They okay, have. So pick a cowboy. I just don't like him. <laughs> pick a cowboy. <laughs> but he really is. He drops the ball a lot as well. He'll he explode for a few big plays, but he really is not anything yeah. that's super impressive. You know, his, uh, his catch per target rate because I was looking at the hundred facts today is fifty two percent, which is like last of qualified receivers. Nice. And Josh Norman shut him down. Yeah. Um, also, I was trying to set you up with Cole Beasley saying he was. Uh, oh, well, so you could have said Brian Switzer was going to take all the him. shots. Yeah, that, that's going to. Yeah. Happen. Ryan Switzer, UNC, is going to be a damn stud. He's already, they've literally said he has went off in training camp, or in uh, rookie camp, and they are in love with him. So watch out for my man. All right, moving on to sleepers. I have two for this one as well. I just I was very indecisive with a lot of these <laughs> ones because I have so many guys. Fantasy football is one of my passions, especially when there's only baseball to watch. My passion's finger painting. <laughs> Dude, I love finger painting. Mine are pina coladas. I'm getting caught in the rain. I'm a big fan. Um, All right, so for the sleepers, I have, uh, first of all, Martavis Bryant, and then I'll toss it over. I think Martavis Bryant is going to be slow to start the season. Um, I don't think he quite has the trust of the entire offense after what happened, and traditionally he's been slow out of the gates just because he's such an explosive player. And early on in the year, it's going to be Big Ben dumping the ball off to A.B. and Le'Veon Bell. 
But I think as the year goes along and he develops the rapport with Big Ben yet again, I think you're going to see monster games occasionally. You know, as a sleeper, we're talking about a guy that's going to win you a few games, not every game. So I think Martavis Bryant can be that guy for you. I think he can have 60 catches and eight touchdowns. It's just a matter of will he be trusted, and I think that might take a while. Which one are we on? Sleepers. Um, my sleeper is Zay Jones, the recent draft pick of the Buffalo Bills. He played his college ball at ECU, East Go Carolina, Bills. so a lot of people don't really know about them. You might hear a lot about them uh, after the first week of the NCAA season because they're going to be one of the first FBS teams to lose to an FCS team when they play JMU. <laughs> oh, my um, God. But also, Zay Jones, great wide receiver at ECU, uh, currently the FBS receptions record holder, which I'm sure will get taken from him uh, pretty soon. The football is changing to being a lot more passing-oriented. But Zay Jones is a great wide receiver, holds that record for now. Has a um, lot of opportunity coming. As well. Yeah, and he does. He has a lot of opportunity. Sammy Watkins, of course, still in the Bills. So, and uh, only real competition he has for that second, third spot in the lineup, uh, and for touches is with Robert Woods. So, uh, and I, Robert Woods is good, but I think Zay Jones can be a really, really good player. Very sure hands. Um, Robert Woods has had some drop problems. Uh, so I think Sammy Watkins will kind of take the top off that defense will take a lot of their focus and a lot of their defensive preparation, especially the first, like, four weeks or so of the season where there's not really going to be any NFL film on Zay Jones. So I think he could be one of the rookie uh, wide receivers who can make an impact right away and then continue it for the rest of the season. I'll tell you what, I can't hear anything that's being said, but it seems like Peyton Manning's killing it. He always does. He's so funny. I hope I have this recorded at home. I hope you don't. I'm gonna go with. Wish that on. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Eric Decker. Um, he's finally got a quarterback that can throw him the ball. A good offense. You want that stat I had earlier? Yeah, you spit it. I'll pull it up for you. But um, having Marcus Mariota, and I think he's a very polished NFL quarterback already. Young. Run, you know. Well, and that, that, and like, I'm glad nobody mentioned Corey Davis because I really don't think he's gonna play that much. I think, I think Corey Davis is really good. I think he's good, but like. They already have a guy, what, what the hell is his name? He was a big part of their offense. They have Delaney Walker, and then what's the wide receiver's name there that had a decent year? I'm drawing a blank. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely bad. I hope we do the next podcast drunk. It's not um, football season. But Eric Decker's back um, for the uh, Titans' one-year deal. He was third in the NFL in red zone receptions and second in red zone touchdowns. I'm a big stickler for red zone touches. They're one of those highlights I circle in every magazine. Touchdowns make or break games. That's a huge six-point swing. So, I mean, I like Eric Decker in that spot. Uh, My other one was Alshon Jeffrey for sleepers. Obviously, you're going to draft him pretty high. Just based on the name alone, there's a lot of owners that don't know what's happening. But I think Alshon Jeffrey right out of the gate is going to see a lot of problems just with a new team, and he has injury history. He has to develop that rapport with Carson Wentz and with a lot of different mouths to feed when you have um, Jordan Matthews joining the team and then there was another wide receiver they picked up. So I think touches are going to be hard, but obviously Alshon Jeffrey is the most talented wide receiver in Philadelphia right now. So I think over time you're going to see his numbers expand and he could possibly be a top 15 wide receiver, which is where he should have been, but he had Jay Cutler throwing him the ball the past couple But if he would have stayed... Mitch Trubisky. Mitch. Oh, and the boy. blocking of Mitchell Kirsch. Oh, boy, man. Shoot. 
number one receiver. Mitches are on the come up in Chicago. Mitches are on the Midtown look All rise for the Mitches. Midtown Mitches. Make a t shirt. Midtown Mitches. They go off, we need to patent that. Mitch Curry. We should definitely do that. The Mitches of Midway. Yes. I love it. Let's do it. Selling shirts. I kind of just hope it happens just so we can do that. Buy our shit. Because Mitch would be his blindside. Tackle, yeah. like left tackle, quarterback, that's a huge bond. That needs a t shirt. Especially if he becomes, <laughs> becomes a really good offensive player. Yeah. Line. They're probably roommates right now at, at uh, uh, rookie camp. They should be. Yeah, at the mini camps. All right, well, that'll do it for fantasy wide receivers. Again, disclaimer very mediocre. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we have overrated, underrated, one of the favorites here. Uh, I'll start us off here for the uh, underrated summertime thing to do. Or summertime traditions. We have summertime traditions and sports rivalries. I'll kick somebody for the sports one. But summertime traditions, I have summer shandies, summer ales, and hams. Shout out to Will Tatum and his hams obsession. Hams? I, I mean, hams is okay. I just said it because Will's a big fan of the show. I've never had hams, and I hope I never do. That Prescott already won an award. I'm sick. That was a breakthrough athlete? Yes. Should have been Zeke. Zeke wasn't even on the, the list. That's dumb. Haters. <laughs> Zeke carried his ass. All right. Which one are we doing? Overrated or underrated tradition? Yeah, you, you just said yours. You didn't tell us what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Get your head out you of You have ass. overrated sports who, rivalries, whoever wants it. Uh, I will go first, and I'm going with every rivalry. Uh, I'm doing air quotes right now with rivalry. In the NFC East, that isn't Redskins-Cowboys. I feel like, uh, and Odell's on the screen right now, so when, like, Giants and Eagles try to act like they're a huge rivalry, or, like, when anybody else tries to say they're the Cowboys' biggest rival, like, the Giants try to do it every once in a while, or the Eagles will they'll try to hype it up as, like, they're the Cowboys' biggest rival, and that's just not true at all. Redskins-Cowboys is by far the best rivalry in the NFC East, and the rest are just rivals because the fact we play them oh, twice yeah. a year... Um, and so I just think it's really stupid that they all try to claim that the Cowboys is their biggest rival. They should just pair up. The Eagles and Giants should just say they're each other's it's biggest all, rival. It's just because there's so much variability in that division year to year that people think it's such like a you know rivalry. Because yeah, there's no consistency. In there's the there's no like true front runner every year. Yeah, I, I think I I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that's probably where it comes from, and that's why it might be overrated. All right, John, uh, underrated sports rivalry. Well, it's not underrated, but it is very properly rated, and that's going to be the <laughs> Tar Heels and Duke Blue Devils. I still, to this day, say you cannot find a rivalry better than those two. I will definitely say that like, I don't watch a ton of college basketball regular season outside of Pitt, but... That those two games every year are games that I always do watch and talk about on the radio consistently because every year they have really good recruits and every year it's a, last year was one of the best years because they split and both games were down to the wire. I was kind of hoping they'd play in the NCAA tournament, but I mean, Sam, I don't need that. Like, I, I think I'm you don't need that you. for your heart. I don't. I don't need one. One one game the regular season will do me just fine. Two is enough. We played them. What in, is it called? The Tobacco Road rivalry. Yeah, yeah, and then we played them in the tournament in uh, the ACC tournament, and we lost. And I was pissed off. We don't need that. I just need one game. All right, an overrated summer tradition, Ryan. Uh, first one I went with is picnics. I don't like you don't picnics. like ants because yeah, I don't <laughs> like the bugs. If you're at a picnic table 
or like uh, sometimes, and you have shade, then it's okay. But if you just like go out with a blanket and a picnic basket and sit in a field, I don't you're a crazy person. <laughs> you're a crazy you person. You are going to get sunburned. You're going to you have bugs crawling over the... I don't want to bring a spire while I masticate. That's not <laughs> what I want to do. Like, and also, with, with like the uh, with the park benches or whatever, I've never found a clean picnic bench that's They're not, not. Like, sticky or covered in shit. They're not. I don't know what it, I, Honestly, I'm 100% with you on this yeah. one. I hate picnics. I don't I'll, eat, I, in for I'll eat inside. Yeah, I don't say I disagree. I just think that picnics are such a... Summer thing that like it's, it's not gonna change. Overrated. <laughs> People need to move on. It's overrated. All right, next one. Uh, we have an underrated summertime tradition. I'm gonna go with fantasy football preparation. I'm a big fan of getting the magazines out in July and like not doing your work at work when you mm-hmm. have a second. You know, you you go to the bathroom air quotes for 25 <laughs> minutes air quotes and you read up on a couple articles. I'm a big fan of the process and. Looking forward to draft day is always fun for me. Yeah. Uh, one of my underrated summer traditions is rivers. People focus too much on lakes and beaches, and I think I feel like rivers like get neglected. Yeah. The, the rivers should get neglected. You can, rivers are overrated. No. I, I think rivers I think are underrated just because it's a simple solution. Yeah. That like, people don't that's think like about. a one-day fix. Yeah. Like, do you, like, if you really, really, really want to, like, take your boat out, or you really want to take your jet skis out, or you, or you really want to take a jet around ski water. Yeah. Huh? You can. You can, 100%. I've done it, and what I had river? a great time. The Shenandoah River. Like an actual boat or like a kayak? A real boat. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't done that. I have, like a fishing boat, like a, with the motor on the oh, back. Like a John's boat. Like, like a pontoon? Like a two-person no. John boat. No. Like a... Like a fish boat? Like a normal fisher boat with like the big, uh, yeah. tall chair with the steering about. wheel, and then... You can okay. sit around. Yeah, I've I mean, that. I could, I could and I've jet skied on river and had a great time. I can get by. Um, one of my friends, Matt Hokemer, has a spot on the river with a rope swing and a blob. You know, like the big things you like, jump like the big on. air pillow kind of things, and you put somebody on one end and you That's jump cool. on the other end. Do that there. It's and uh, we would uh, like wakeboard and tube there. You can do anything you want. It has to be a good sized river, but. Rivers are much more plentiful than lakes or oceans, and I just think, That's I feel true. like they get neglected. You can fish it. Yeah. Too, but I will also say that I'm kind of turned off to the river idea, because, like, the last three weeks I get these alerts from, like, exploreclarion.com. There have been two grown men to drown in the Clarion River Lit. while tubing drunk. <laughs> and I feel like if it can happen to them, it can happen to me. Yeah. I mean, I know how to swim. Wear a life jacket. But, like, if I'm really drunk and I get flustered, I'll just start doggy paddling. Wear your life jackets, <laughs> like, people. Yeah, wear life preservers. Not to make a joke out don't of be a tough guy. in, like, clarion rivers, but, like, I, this kind of turns me off. Yeah, don't be a tough guy. Also, I feel like there are river monsters. <laughs> I right. love that show. Next up, uh, we have an overrated sports rivalry. Anybody want to take that, or I can grab it, it doesn't matter. You can go for it. All right, I have the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, Disagree. I just think that the rivalry has lost its flow for me over time because both teams are just taking turns being relevant. Now, this year might be a little different now that they're both really good, but for a while, you know, when I was a kid, they were both really good teams, but as of late, it's just been the Red Sox and the Yankees blow. Yeah. It's lost its steam for me. It. Yeah, the, it has been a little one-sided, but I think this year both teams are pretty good, and it's it'll be it'll kind of help it come back. Because I think the Yankees are turning it around. 
They've gotten rid of some of their fat contracts they've been paying people for a while, so they're about to start doing that again. There's a lot of really good free agents coming up over the next few off-seasons. So I think the Yankees are back, and the Red Sox have been pretty consistent for the last few years, so I think that rivalry will be coming back. But I understand what you mean. They've kind of, they have kind of been taking turns of being good lately. That's true. All right, next one we got, we have an overrated summertime tradition. If anyone An overrated? Step up to the plate. An overrated yeah. summertime tradition. I mean, tradition. I know Ryan has a bunch of them, too. To uh, me, Ryan's running away. An overrated summertime tradition. Looked like a poop walk. <laughs> My son was yelling. <laughs> I think that you were going to say, what were you going to say, watching... What were you going to say? Oh, yeah, one of mine is summer blockbusters. I feel like every year people are always like, oh, you got to wait till like, summertime for all the good movies to come out. But I feel like it's just all the movies that production companies shoved way too much money in. Yeah, it's Transformers, that Tupac movie. I didn't see that. Oh, God. Tupac movie was, I've heard, was so bad. I I mean, I didn't go see it because the reviews were terrible, but... I have an underrated one. That hasn't been talked about in a while. Mm-hmm. The drive-in. I like the drive-in. Very the drive-in underrated. Is, is it underrated because you get a tug job in a van? <laughs> I'm kind of, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> we'll talk so, about this all fair. I feel like drive-ins are underrated, though, because we don't appreciate the fact that, We're like... We're the only one. Yeah, we, there's literally, like, yeah. none. Yeah, there like, aren't a whole lot. There's one when I drive up to Clarion, but it, it's, like, not in good shape. Yeah. I mean, the one here, I guess, could be in better shape, but, like, yeah, it's run well. Nice. The family that runs it, um is, like, friends with a lot of people I know at, like, work right now because they talk about it all the time. But, yeah, I mean, drive-ins are not, like, a national thing anymore, so I guess we should cherish what we have. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's underrated. Nobody talks Even about it. Even though I would never go with anyone, like, other than, like, a, for a date. I, I wouldn't would go you. with my... I, I, I would know. go with I mean, you. Josh, it's me and you here, bud. We're talking right. I mean, you do have a pickup. I do. Hey. Yeah. I'll pick you up. <laughs> Body like a back road. <laughs> Take the back That's road That song is about us. It was. <laughs> Alright, um... This is getting getting weird quick. (laughs) I like it. 200 views. We get drunk. Uh, Alright, sports, rivalries, and underrated one. Um, I have a great underrated one. Take it away! Big baller brand (laughs) versus Nike. It's about to be lit. I remember not too long ago... uh, in a lot of my, like, sports classes and stuff where we were talking about how Nike was just untouchable and Adidas has pretty much come out of nowhere the last few years. I mean, obviously everybody knew about Adidas, but they had really fallen off. But the last couple of years they've came out and have really competed with Nike, especially globally. The American market's still kind of dominated by Nike, but in international sales, Adidas is right up there. And I think the big baller brand is what America needs to rival Nike. It's the loud, I mean, Adidas boisterous, is kind of doing it right Adidas now. Adidas is doing pretty good in America, but they're they're still really Global dominating brand. globally. But um, but I just feel like the a lot of the athletes Adidas has are just kind of too quiet of guys, like not really uh, noteworthy guys. Like Damian Lillard and James Harden are with them, and they're really big. Josh Norman's with them. Josh Norman's with them, but there's no, like, Josh Norman shoe line or yeah. anything, so Josh Norman doesn't have his own clothes. So they, they don't really get into, like, the individual, like, brands, but I think with... Really, they, Under Armour should be dominating with the names that they have, at least. Yeah. 
They have Brady and Steph, which if you're an asshole, you think those are the two best like players Steph in Curry. sports. Bryce but, Harper, uh, Jordan Speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have all of like uh, who most people would consider like Cam the Newton. best. Yeah, so but Big Baller Brand has Lonzo Ball. You guys are forgetting the biggest sponsor for Adidas. Yeezus. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, so Big Dodge. Baller Brand. Yeezus are tight. Yeah. Josh. I don't want to hear it. $500 are so sneakers. Dodge, They're so Dodge. nice, though. Josh, Dodge. Did you guys see the new ones he's Dodge, making? They're Dodge. like custom print ones. They're that, for like, children. You cannot wear them. I want to wear one. I want to be a kid. They're a size like five. Nope, Josh. I'm going to stretch them out. Dodge, Josh. Josh, die. <laughs> All right, I I have one more overrated summertime tradition because it's now very near and not dear to my heart. Beach sports, overrated. No, it's not at all. Very overrated because you're you on can't get drunk, drunk and play a game yes, you with your family without getting False. hit in the fucking lips. Because you're unathletic and you're. Too I'm not unathletic at all. You're a narc. I'm is, very good at certain sports. Is Polish horseshoes? A beach sport you're yes. referring to? Oh, See, not. Polish horseshoes. All right, active beach sports, like not leisure, not cornhole, not yeah. can jam, not uh, no, Polish can horseshoes. Jam is not leisure. Can jam is pretty leisurely. You just do that. Not one hand. It's all one hand. No, it's supposed n- to be. And you got to go. For it's the, not that hard. You ever played spike ball? Yes. Not leisure. Not leisure. That was a Shark Tank thing, and no one invested on it. Stupid. Did you know that? I mean, I that only see, like, one asshole family playing it every year. We play it. No, that's you. I think it's more like We're a, a college student thing. A bunch of My people family's at, a bunch of fucking athletes. A bunch of people at JMU play it, like, on campus It's a so lot. fun. A lot of, like, younger people play it, I think. The young folks. All right, what's the know. next one? I got lip surgery. That was the moral of the story. It's your fault. Three stitches. Whoa. Watch out. It hurt a lot. Awesome. All right. I'm not gonna take you down that back road, John. I'm the, it's my we're, truck. I'm driving. We're gonna go higher than 15 and a 30. Keep it up. <laughs> Country music might be an underrated summertime tradition. No, it is. It is very uh, underrated. Country music is amazing. I only listen to country in the summertime, actually, like All right. exclusively. All right, last segment uh, for this one. I'm just gonna move us on since we spent a lot of time on that. Um, we're going to the great finish. Oh, nope. I have one more underrated I wanted to do first. Uh, underrated rivalry, Army-Navy. I feel like everybody forgets about it until it's, like, the last week of the regular season and literally no one else is playing with them. yeah. Yeah, but it is one of my favorite games of the year. Like, even if there were other really big games on and Army is two and seven and Navy's... Navy's actually been pretty good lately, so Navy would be like eight and four or eight and three or something. I always love the Army Navy game. You never well Navy's won most of the time, but in a rivalry like that, anybody can win and every single player out there, like, it's probably gonna be their last football game of their entire mm-hmm. lives. So they're laying everything they have out and like, afterwards, they always show, like, the losing quarterback crying and stuff. And you can just... It's really sad, but you can just tell it's, like, this meant they're everything like, they're to They're like, them. no, the education's over. Now I have to serve. Yeah. Yeah, now I have to go get <laughs> they, shot they at. They also had Vern Lundquist's last broadcast this year, mm-hmm. and they had DT in the booth. Hmm. Regardless of how oh, you I about DT, they had, like, a president-elect on the broadcast. stop referring to him as DT, because I had no idea who you were talking really? about. Really? I first. call him DT all the time. He does. He I was like bowling to... yesterday, and he referred to DT, like, six times. I call him Donnie. Donnie. I call him dickhead, but... Well. 
DT is the, the easy way to do it. But we'll move on now to the gritty finish. Um, patent pending, one of the favorite parts of the show. Wow, wow. All right, here we go. Sound. Uh, <laughs> I don't we need it. Soundboard. We don't need the sound. I was going to, but they're so expensive. <laughs> Hey, if we get sponsors, we'll do it. When you come in to do the Cardinals, also, if you didn't get enough of me and Josh today, Bless tune up. in, come to check out the Valley Baseball League website, go to their live broadcast tab, and click on the uh, game for the Front Row Cardinals on Friday and Saturday. You can hear me and Josh. Yeah, in you're going to send me that link. I would love to It's going to be y'all. lit. It's going to be a good. I'm not going to look up anything about the team until the It doesn't day matter. It doesn't matter. That's what I did for my first broadcast. I'm assuming you're doing play ball. Yeah, I'll I'll carry. I'll put the team on my back. Because I'm just I'm gonna say what I think. That's fine. Time good. I mean, we play the Harrisonburg Turks on Friday. All right, the Ottoman Turks. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna make a bunch of World War One references. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I might not make it through three innings. The (laughs) (laughs) The first one we have. The franchise tag deadline is on Monday. Do you think a deal comes for Le'Veon Bell and Kirk Cousins by Monday? No. I think Kirk Cousins could potentially get a deal done. No. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm, happy, po- I'm happy that somebody here I'm hopelessly that. optimistic. Not I happy. just think that Kirk Cousins has, like, no, like, oh. motivation because he's going to make, like, $25 million. John, I would like to publicly apologize to you specifically for, uh, after the Redskins season ended... And I was very upset, and I said we should not re-sign Kirk Cousins. And I just want to, I just want to publicly take that back because after like it was the heat of the moment. after like a week, I was just like, no, we need Kirk Cousins. I was just so mad that we lost again, and he's just he's lost a lot of really big games, but they're not necessarily his fault. There's a lot of other problems on the team. And we, we have to keep him. I appreciate that. Thank you. We're shaking hands live. <laughs> That's all we need. We need a videotape one of these things. <laughs> all right, next one we got. Joey Votto buys his teammate a donkey, Zach Cozart, for making the All-Star game. What is the worst bet you have made in your life so far? The worst bet? Yeah, that you've lost. This, the most upset I've ever been over a bet. This, this is actually a fantastic bet. If any of you could take one team versus the field... In the NFL, in the preseason, and you have the option of the field, you would take the field, right? More times than not, yeah. Well, I did that with Adam Nordling, and he chose the Patriots, and I picked the field like two years ago, and the Patriots won, and (laughs) I was so pissed. Like, I was pissed on, like, multiple levels of anger. Like, I was mad in so many ways. And Adam just kept acting like it was because he was a genius. And it's like, no, you only made that bet because you're an arrogant prick. Like, if you... <laughs> like, had, everybody from yeah, Boston. Like, if like you regardless had, of sports, people yeah. from Boston are just arrogant pricks. Yeah, like, if you had any type of rationale at all... Like, they speak a different language. Yeah, it's like, you wouldn't have done that. It doesn't make any sense. It's a terrible bet, and he won... It was stupid. Pissed me off. I'm so mad. The worst bet I've ever made will come, like, relatively soon in the fall. Last season... I came in last in my Clarion League in an eight-team league. It was very embarrassing. But anyways, <laughs> the last the last part, yeah, because most of the people in my league are, don't know what they're doing. But I did win here. I want to have that said. But what I'm going to have to do is basically down Main Street, it's like a one, one-and-a-half-mile jog. I got to run in a Speedo. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So That's that'll be the good. worst bet I've ever made. Um, I haven't made too many bad ones. I really was 
was drinking last night last and lost night, some bowling yeah. bets. <laughs> and then uh, when I was in like ninth grade, eighth grade, I made a bet. I don't remember what the bet was, but I let my buddy shave my head into a mohawk, <laughs> and it looked like shit. But I just went to the mohawks the, almost never look. I good. just went to the barbershop and got it fixed in like a day, so. Wasn't too bad, but yeah, I don't really. I think I remember Bald John because didn't you just shave it all off? Yep, I remember that. All right, next yeah. one we got D'Angelo Williams tells all he tells four teams not to bother. Where do you think he ends up? I honestly think the Giants, just because I've been thinking. The Giants about it. need it. A they lot. really need a guy just to yeah. go in there and get carries, and I kind he's of he's been really good for the Steelers. I wish he'd come back, but like we have James Conner. So. I would kind of like to see him go to the Vikings and help out uh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, help out Dalvin Cook. Of course, they lost AP. Um, I don't know who they have. Latavius Murray. Oh, oh, they, they, oh, I forgot Latavius. Never mind. He won't go. What if there, he went though. to the Saints? Him and AP. But they, I don't have, know how, they have Mark Ingram already. He's, oh, he's definitely gonna. He's definitely gonna have to go somewhere where he can be the number two and still get touches. I, I think he could be a number one, like if he's not used so. too much. And I think if he played for the Giants, he wouldn't be used a ton. Yeah, they don't. They don't run the ball very much. Giants would make sense. Um, who else would make sense? Like just a really bad team. I think get Houston paid. could do okay with them because they have Lamar Miller, but they don't want to give him as many carries. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's there's a bunch of teams he could go to, but just Miami like, maybe. Miami. Um, I mean, hell, even the, Oakland could use the them. Jets have no one. Yeah, the Jets, Jets and they have a lot of but money. See, the Jets actually literally. But have I also no think that I know, but that means they have a lot of money too. Really wants to play for a contender because yeah. he's been taking yeah. pay cuts. The state he's of not. Pittsburgh. But that's why I was saying because he's been taking pay cuts, I, he might want to go somewhere and get paid. Yeah. So I would want to do. I think I think <laughs> if I I would think I would rather take a pay cut to try to win than go to the fucking Jets. True. <laughs> Depends on if you're getting paid. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next one we got. If Carmelo Anthony ends up in Houston, do the Rockets have a shot at winning the title? They have no. A shot at making it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, that's that's, like, that's their, their biggest, biggest hopes. Yeah. All right. Uh, should the NFL consider switching its three-year uh, out of high school rule for college football players? Yes. No. They're wasting. Okay, they yes, they should change it, um, and they should make it either shorter or make them stay all four years, um, because they're wasting so many people's time by making them stay three years. Like what if they're there for three years and they're getting redshirted and uh, have to stay? So then they're really only playing two years of college football, like at a competitive level. They're really not. They're, and they're not going to be trying the first year where they're redshirted at all. So they're going to be wasting other people's practice time, the coaches' practice time. Uh, if they don't want to be there, like, I know this is football, or this is, we're talking about football, but basketball, you compare it to, like, Ben Simmons not wanting to be there, and he just didn't go to class yeah. and stuff like that. Fournette and, not playing the bowl game. Or, yeah, and, like, yeah. Fournette not playing the bowl game because he's afraid he's going to get hurt. Fournette, uh, going into his uh, last season, well, there were a lot of people saying he shouldn't play at all. Like, he shouldn't play one snap of that season because he would still be a top five pick yeah. or a top ten pick. I brought it up because running back is the, like, only position, I think, because as a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, if you have the body type ready for the NFL, the scouts know it, you're not yeah. going to hurt yourself. And the shelf life for a running back is, like, 26, 27 yeah. years old. That gives them the opportunity to play out their rookie deal and get that next big contract. Mm-hmm. That's the only position that matters to me. 
The flip side of it is that the NFL doesn't have a farm system, and I think college football is Make great one. for that. Make I mean, they one. could, but I think college football is a great farm system, and I really like college football. A, a minor league version of the NFL in the United States, because they try to do it with I mean, that that's basically European what league. college football is now. I know, but so, Will? it's colleges. Are colleges <laughs> athletic programs, or are they colleges? So... That's a question you'd have to ask there too, but because the NFL tried to do a development league with the yeah, Europe, Europe yeah. a while ago, and that was a huge bust because they put it in Europe. Yeah. You can't put not good players in Europe, and of course they're they know it's a development league, so they played selfishly. You need to put that in the United States where people will watch football no matter what it is. You know, like they could. There's only 32 teams, and every city in the United States likes football, especially in the South, like from here to Texas, like. You could put teams in almost any city, and they would sell out a 20,000-seat stadium without a question asked. Yeah. They could use college stadiums on, on uh, I don't know, they'd probably have to pick a different time of year to play because Saturday and Sunday would be completely taken by college and NFL. But I think that a development league is needed, and you should only make a player stay maybe one. If the development year league is made, I don't think you should make them stay at all because you're just wasting people's time. All right, next one. Favorite six-pack for under $7? Oh. Probably Miller Lite. Why don't we buy six-packs? Huh? Why don't we buy six-packs? I bought a couple six-packs this year. Miller Lite's like, out of the and stuff. Is, mm-hmm. So is Bud Light over $6? No, they'd be, no, they'd be that, that's that category. That's comparable. Bud Light, Bush. Oh, then I'm rocking Bud Light, probably. I'm probably Bud Light as well. Um, Michelob Ultra is too expensive, or I'd definitely rock Mick. Not I mean, sure. Yingling's right at seven fifty, so I'm close. I hate that you drink loads, John. A lot of people do. It's actually like on up and coming. Just like you know. No, it's not. It really is. It's, it's for not. marathon runners. It's for old people and fat people that are watching their ninety-four calories a day. I know a lot of people that drink them. All right, I can name a few. Give a couple shout outs to Lee Santo. Shout out to you, <laughs> Michelob Ultra drinker. Taylor, Taylor Roos, Michelob Ultra drinker. All right, 3,343 home runs so far this year in the MLB. Is that good or bad for baseball? It's really good if they're doing it clean because I saw the other day that... What are you doing? Stop doing that. I saw the other day that we're only, like, off pace from, like, the steroid era uh, home run pace by, like, like five or six home runs. Like, we're, we're hitting very close to the amount of home runs people were hitting when they were juicing. So... I, unless, like, players have found something that's beefing them up even more that's working just as well and nobody knows it. But I like to think these guys are playing clean, just eating the right way, working out the right way, and, and jacking bombs. And if that's the case, then it's fantastic for baseball. Alrighty, uh, just kind of a statement here. The All-Star Game now is tied all-time 43-43 between the NL and the AL. Which was kind of surprising to me because the AL had won so many recently, but I guess the NL was nice back in the day. Yeah, they well, played yeah, real when, baseball when Barry Bonds was on there. Dude, that's was... what I'm saying. Like the AL pisses me off. They take the all the strategy out of the game. They're just like, okay, fat people can bat now. Yep. I the like thing it. is, when the NL was dominating with Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, all of them on the team, like what? You know that the AL pissed me off. I hate the AL. AL baseball. Sucks. It takes the strategy out of the game. All right, the next question I have is a two-parter. In three seasons, because I had this article on ESPN recently, in three years, what will be the best team in the National Football League? Probably the Patriots. Us? <laughs> nah. That would <laughs> no. piss me off so bad. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. 
I think they have a good team. Jameis Winston is. Imp- I think he's improving every I'm year. You think outside the box because I'm thinking the worst possible things. It's going to be yeah. the Cowboys or the damn Patriots. That the Cowboys is probably also true. And but I'm like, hoping, I was going to say the Cowboys. I'm hoping the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers will be very good. So I'll or go- the Titans. Titans will also be really good. They have a good young line, young yeah. receivers. All Mariota. All very good points. Uh, which team will be the worst NFL team in three years? I'm going to go with the Browns. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Browns. I'm going to go... I think they'll be bad the until Browns the end of time. Forever, so I'm going to go with... The Steelers won't be very good in three years. I'm going to go with the Texans. I don't like anything about what the Texans have done in the last like. Four I just don't years. like J.J. Watt. <laughs> I just hate the Texans. I think the Giants could also massively crumble in the next three years. Oh, that when like we said Eli there's leaves. Will, yeah. that was his jump team. Yeah, we just I mean, said that in our group chat. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, he, Will's on the ESPYs, and uh, the Texans are going to fall apart, maybe. All right, so just some news. Um, if you're a fan of the Thunder, do you consider forgiving KD for the following? He vouched for Paul George going to Oklahoma City and saying the city was a great place to be, and that's the reason Paul George chose that destination. Do you forgive KD if you're a Thunder fan? I, I don't see why I need any. I have any reason to forgive KD. KD did what was best for him. He went and got his ring. He earned his ring. He carried that team to a ring. Granted, I'm not an Oklahoma City fan, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I need to get on the phone with like a big guy from Oklahoma yeah. City. I would say no. I wouldn't forgive him, but it definitely softens the blow. It's nice, but it's a rental player. Yeah, Yeah, but I just read somewhere where he said he doesn't... uh, Paul George's hold to the Lakers thing was blown way out of proportion. He said he wants to be on a team that can contend. So I'm not sure how real him to L.A. immediately was. Okay. I would like to see him stay, him and and, uh, Russ. That would be fun to watch. I mean, it was fun when KD was there. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing is, KD, KD is a more volume shooter, and I'm less volume shooter, more of a, he's more of a shooter for, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, he shoots less, scores more. Paul George doesn't, he doesn't care to shoot, like, he doesn't want the big shot, he just wants to go out and play. True. He's KD's, more of an athlete than a shooter. Yeah, exactly. KD is a pure bucket. Alright, last one we got on the list here. Should the NBA consider allowing physical confrontation? Yes. Like yes. scruffs, at least. Like, not yes. full-blown fights, but like no, shoving. I want a full-blown and... fight. <laughs> I yes, think... It's so soft. The NBA is so soft. Yeah. I think they can definitely allow more, and especially a lot more talking. The last couple of seasons, we've seen way too many technicals just for, like, People like a player, like, talking yeah. back to the refs and things. stuff. I agree. It's like, I feel like uh, half the time refs are, like, Cops in the sense where they're just like, are like, oh, look at these jocks trying to bully me. I'm in a position of power finally, and I can do something about it. And so they're like, ah, oh, what can I do to to take out this six ten, like two hundred forty pound physical specimen? I'm gonna give him two technicals and kick him out of the game. That'll Pokemon show him. Green. I'm a seventy year old bald man, but I'm gonna but take you, out this you best know player what's like in the league. Funny about that is like, it's the only league like that. Yeah, like. You get double technicals, but, like, players in baseball, like, the only thing you can't do is argue balls and strikes, basically. 
Mm. But, like, if you come out, you're already committed to leaving. But, like, in the NHL, I don't know if you've ever listened to, like, behind the mics. Oh, yeah, like, it's great. Just sit there and scream yeah, at the ref, and the ref will just, like, look on the ice. And, like, yeah. They just turn the other way. Like, NFL, or NHL refs have the hardest officiating job in sports by far. Oh, yeah. Because they have to skate as well. Yeah, <laughs> and they have to avoid body checks, and if you're Dennis Wideman, they have to avoid sticks to the head. Hey. Leave them alone. <laughs> so, but anyways, that'll do it for us here from Gritty Sports. We thank you for joining us. Again, we're going to tweet out if we get over 200 listens, views, whatever it's called on the website, we will do a podcast drunk. <laughs> and it thank you all for listening. Crazy. We will be back either drunk or sober, but we will be back and better than ever. Yeah. Goodbye. Back Bye. and I'm better.